love dead things. Hi and welcome to We Love Dead Things. I'm Candy. I'm Cynical. AKA Laura. And today we are on Yuletide Terror Part 3. We're talking about Frau Berkta and Krampus. Really and, old stories. Yes. And Laura's going to go first. Because, For the second time. Yes. Because her person actually comes before Krampus in, like, history. Like, they think that Krampus is based off of her person. So, she's going to tell you about her. So, it's not necessarily that Krampus is based off of her as much as Krampus originated out of her sorry in my mind it's the same thing yeah well there's similarities to her and Krampus they both target um wicked children not necessarily wicked she targets children particularly children who don't do as they're supposed to on the 12 days of Christmas leading up to Epiphany the last day Berkta is known to roam the Eastern European countryside looking for homes and she'll come to your home and she knows she knows like she's Santa that's probably where the story of Santa came from Santa automatically knows Berkta knows if you're doing what you're supposed to or not and when she comes to your home and she knocks on your door you'll see one of two faces you'll see the beautiful snowy white face who if you've done what she requests which is no spinning acknowledge the day eat your fish and gruel she will reward you by sticking a silver coin in your shoe spinning is making thread by the way you can spin in circles all you want yeah well not if it wears you out because she doesn't want you to wear yourself out it just makes me dizzy that can wear you out after a while have a kid. <laughs> nope. Not even have a kid. Take my kid and just spin her around. She can do it for hours. He's still Damn. going on the, the, I almost said the treadmills, the merry-go-rounds. I love those. My dad used to spin us really, really fast until we flew off. <laughs> Literally, we would like fly into a different direction. It was yeah. Awesome. So, if you're bad and you don't do what Parker wants, she knows what you've done. So if you're working and you're not needing fish and gruel, you're going to see this ugly, haggard old witch who is going to gut you and fill you up with sticks and twine and rocks and whatever and turn you into a doll. So don't spin. Leave your spinning be. Eat your fish. Eat your gruel. It's important. You don't want to wind up like that. Um, her story originated around the 10th century, which is still a solid 300 years prior to Krampus, which we learn about in the 13th century. There's stories that she is the female equivalent of Berktold, the leader of the Wild Hunt, who, in a lot of older mythology, the fairies and the elves, fairies, F-A-E-R-I-E-S, not Tinkerbell, yeah. had an issue with that all of the so-called evil creatures would go on a hunt. And there's information on that online. I remember reading about the hunt in high school 
because Laurel King Hamilton wrote a series involving the Fae and they discussed the haunt a couple of different times. So I wound up Googling it when I was like 14. Love her. Love Laurel King Hamilton. I want to be Laurel King Hamilton. She is amazing. Anyway. I haven't read any of her books. She is amazing. It's really raunchy. Yeah. If you blush easily, which you do, don't read it in public. Oh, girl. <laughs> Half the time at work, I'm reading something on my phone that would make me blush if I talked about it. <laughs> this stuff makes you blush if you're not talking about it. It gets pretty raunchy. It's awesome. She's awesome. Love her. Anyway, so she's supposedly the female equivalent of Berktool. All that fun stuff. Um... She's discussed in one of Jacob Grimm's brother, the older of the brothers Grimm. He would have been Heath Ledger in the movie. <laughs> Love him. So, there's descriptions of Perkta being a Krampus-like beast, which we, if you know anything about Krampus, know that he's like a demonic-style creature with horns and... She is described very similarly. Also, like Krampus, she's described as having one ginormous foot and a hoof. Okay. Um, weird. Mm -hmm. She's half human. I don't know how that works out. I'm trying to figure out how that works out, too. It's probably like a, when you have a peg leg. You, I guess. You walk weird, so. But are the legs the same? So, like, with her regular foot one, she'd have a regular leg. But with the hooved one, would it be, like, a regular leg, but with the hoof at the end? Well, see, all of the descriptions re regarding Perkta all show her in white flowing robes. They just describe her as having a foot and a hoof. Um, there's no knowing, like, is she like Krampus with a goat's leg? Or is it just, like... A human leg with a hoof. Okay. Any of the depictions of her, I have not, I have not seen her legs or her foot. Except for one, which is a cartoon of just like an ugly old lady holding the head of a kid. She's got two feet. That might be Grilla. Probably. Yeah. But it was on a thing with Perkta. So, there's festivals for Perkta. Um, Perkta not. Which is very similar to Krampus Knot. Um, there's also Berkta Lauf, which yet again, that's where they're starting to bring in a lot of Krampus because there's Krampus Knot, Krampus Lauf. Um, we just recently passed Krampus Knot. Mm -hmm. Krampus Lauf is coming up upon us. It'll be on the 23rd. So get ready. So far, so good. You said Krampus. Yeah. For the 23rd. I did. Anyway, <laughs> a lot of the time, her festivals require, like, there'll be people coming and knocking on the door dressed in the white robes as her, and she'll, like, they pass out treats, which is just all around not horrible, I guess. We need some me. of these in America. Right? Why doesn't anybody knock on my door and give me treats? Right? On Halloween, people knock on the door and demand treats, so nobody gives treats. Yeah. 
but that's pretty much it. Um, there's not too, too much information on Perka. I just thought that she was really cool and her relation to Krampus. And I love stories like this because I learned a lot about Eastern European folklore as a younger kid. Um, and just learning December has always been more of a dark month up until Christianity reared its head. It has been the dark month. December was kind of evil. Yeah. And when you think about it, Berkta, Krampus, Grilla, the Yule Cat, the Yule Lads. Like, this is supposedly, and it's not, this is supposedly supposed to be a time of love and happiness and the first coming when Christ is born, which he was not born in December. Um, it's just fun. I think it's more fun. Yeah. It reaches my spooky soul. Well, and it's, uh, like, December, especially in those kind of months, like, months, in those, like, countries, and all the northern countries like that, December, it's the coldest time. Everybody's inside. Your parents are wanting to kill you because they want you to behave and you're acting like a fool. There's not a lot of food. So, you have to tell your kids something to get them to listen to you. So, if you tell your kids that they're going to get eaten by this demon, then they're going to listen to you. Right. And then there's just the whole... More of the evil spirits come in December. We have the longest night and the shortest day in December, usually towards... Actually, right around Christmas time. Yeah. We have the longest night and the shortest day. There's a point where the day is, I think, less than eight hours long. It's the 21st, isn't it? The solstice? Yeah. Which, ironically, is coming right up. Like, we've literally got what, five, five days. days. Yep. So, fun stuff. If you got a Yule log, light it. You need it. It'll keep the evil spirits away. I don't. And I can't light things on fire inside my apartment. I can't either. My deodorant has sage in it, though, so maybe that'll, like, ward them away. <laughs> just wave your deodorant stick around your apartment. <laughs> just gonna run around my arms over my head. Get away, get away, get away. Just, like, stick your deodorant stick in the microwave. <laughs> so the smell just permeates the oh my apartment. Gosh. It's aluminum frame deodorant. I can do that. <laughs> you can. Yes, that's what I told you to. <laughs> okay. So, Krampus, I have, like, you had, like, so many notes for your chick. And Ironically, I'm, like, I had none. Three sentences on Krampus. I love Krampus. I didn't, like, go too deep into it because, like, almost everybody knows at least a little bit. And that's the majority of what anybody knows about Krampus is... What everybody knows. I could think of a solid, like, six people who have no clue who Krampus is. And we work with all of them. Well, that's because they also don't know what the internet is. They don't know how to use technology. So, Krampus is a half-goat, half-demon figure who goes around and basically ruins Christmas for bad children. 
Um, he has hooves, horns, a long tongue, and fangs. But he also has chains as well, which apparently he like uses that to intimidate people. And it's like, it's kind of like a sign of him being part demon, like being chained down, but he's... Well, the chains didn't come around until the Christian church started getting in on these types of rites, where they started depicting him with chains, showing how they bound the devil. Yeah. I haven't got to the Christian church part yet. (laughs) (laughs) So he always he also carries around birch sticks to hit bad children with and a sack to take really bad children with back to his lair so he can torture and kill them. He makes his rounds with Santa on December 5th and while Santa deals with the good children, Krampus deals with the bad children by doing what I said with the birch sticks or Kidnapping them and killing them. Just entering people's houses and whipping their kids for them. Yeah. And then, like, Krampus's roots have absolutely nothing to do with Christmas. Like Laura said, it's... He was tied to Christmas and St. Nicholas because of Christianity taking over the region. And they basically tried to get rid of it but then realized that they couldn't because so many people believed in it that they changed the like story of Krampus so that people could still celebrate him without celebrating him and um the reason why the Christian church did that was because he's half goat half demon another little fun fact that I have and then that's pretty much all I have because that's pretty much Krampus that I have about him. He actually might possibly be the son of the Norse god Hel. H-E-L. Yeah. Um, which is Underworld. Like, she, she's the goddess of Underworld. The daughter of Loki. Mm-hmm. And if you've watched the latest Thor movie, you know who this is. And we all know how dreamy Loki is. Or Thor. Thor is really hot. I have a thing for skinny guys, haven't you noticed? Yeah. (laughs) I have a thing with guys with beards. And have stuff on them. I like beards. He didn't have a beard until he was with me. (laughs) So, um, that's kind of speculation, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Because a lot of stuff was lost in the Christian takeover. Well, everything I've read about Krampus is that he is the son of hell, daughter of Loki. Um, some say that there's speculation. Some say that he is. It's really 50-50. So the title of the news article that I have on Krampus is Theory. Hallmark movies are actually anti-Krampus Fertility Rituals, written by Claire McBride. It's on the sci-fi website. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so this was written on December 14th. Very recent article. And 
The, the article. Okay, I'm just gonna wind up reading this whole thing, you guys. So just reference it. Be prepared. That's why I said the name and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Romance, like any genre, is a mini-splendored thing, and its rifts, subversions, and adherence to its own formulas, tropes... This chick is way too over the top. Okay, wait. I'm, I'm reading through it, trying to get through. But made-for-TV holiday romance, as seen on Lifetime and Hallmark and Netflix, just in case you guys want to know, is incredibly... An incredibly specific formula within that genre. Among those fields of brown-haired men who may or may not be Santas or nutcrackers, a common story (laughs) emerges. A woman from the city, likely an employee uh, in a fantasy of a job, is brought to a small town through misadventure. There, she discovers the true meaning of Christmas, and it's always Christmas. And she's usually always a pastry chef. Family, community, and love all in one fell swoop, and forsakes her empty big city life for one brown-haired man and the town as a whole. It's a very specific formula, might I say ritually specific? (laughs) I knew the reason why I hate Christmas love stories. I love Christmas love stories. The only good one is Elf. And I don't even like Will Ferrell. (laughs) And that leads us to the following conclusion. The constant production distributed... Distribute... I can't even say this word. Distributed? Yes. And consumptions of these films is part of a powerful and successful annual fertility ritual to ward off Krampus. Krampus here being the metaphor for every mammal's greatest instinctual fear to die alone in the woods on a cold, dark night. And of course, the Central European Christmas goat demon who would also punish us gruesomely for our trespasses if he could only ford the river of made-for-TV holiday romances to get to us. I would love to see Krampus in a holiday <laughs> romance movie. I would actually watch one. Oh my goodness. I think the last holiday romance movie I actually sat down and willingly watched. Nope, I haven't seen one in years. I refuse to watch them. So, I just skipped a bunch of stuff. To successfully perform the ritual, our protagonist, often often a woman from the big city with intangible skills like lawyering or steady job in media, that's true, there are some baking, um, must divest herself from the idolatry and indolence of the city and learn how to live like common folk. Uh, Christmas, oh, I don't care about that. That literally sounds like Reed Drummond. I love her. (laughs) My kitchen is plastered with her stuff. Of course. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) That is the most... I'm sorry, that is dumb. Oh, yeah. No, that article is dumb. That is horrible. I sounded Canadian there for a second. (laughs) I've done that a lot recently. Do you watch a lot of videos of people in Canada? No. That's the funny thing. Well, you're from Oregon. Yeah. Kind of close to Canada. We don't talk like Canadians in Oregon. 
Okay. So that's all for my article. But Laura and I have both watched this movie. It's called Krampus Unleashed. It is amazing. You can find it on Hulu. And if you have Hulu, you have to watch it. You have to. It is amazing and completely terrible at the same time. It is the Harry Hamlin version of Clash of the Titans in a Christmas horror movie. Like how that Clash of the Titans movie was so insanely bad. Yeah. That is Krampus Unleashed. Yeah, exactly. Like they're equal in their horrible graphics and their horrible acting. Yes. So, okay, so the movie starts out with like five minutes of you having to read. And the only thing I got out of that five minutes is the first part of that was in like, what, 1898 or some shit like that? And. Oh, how they bound him? Yeah, no, well, the first time. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is still 700 years after the initial lore of Krampus originated. Well, that's because Eric Claus was doing some kind of shit right. to keep him from coming out. So, apparently they, like, burned this Eric Claus dude or whatever. In Arizona, by the way, this all happens in Arizona. And it actually takes place in this area. Yeah. I know, I recognize the mountains. <laughs> oh, I didn't recognize any of the scenery. I recognize how they kept talking about the Lost Dutchman. Yeah. So, they're, like, these treasure hunters are digging in the, I want to say woods, because I always say woods, in the desert at night, and they find a box, they open up the box, there's a rock. A black, smooth rock with writing all over it. So, then, the one dude's, like, fake crying about, oh my god, that's the summoning rock for Krampus, like, blah, 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 like, freaking out. And the other dudes are like, this is probably worth a ton of money. And then somehow they light it on fire, summoning Krampus, who then kills all of them. And one dude's like running, and he stops at the river to drink a bunch of water while Krampus is chasing him, right, you know? And then he stands up right at the riverbank, and Krampus like stabs him in the stomach, and the rock drops into the river. Cut to nowadays. So this family's on a trip, road trip to go see their grandparents who live in the same area in Arizona. And they get there and like they're normal. They're like a normal family, you know, wife, husband, son, daughter. Well, the wife's, because I think this is all the wife's family. Yeah, it's the wife's family. The wife's brother is, like, a huge jerk. Like, environmentalist, but, like, a total jerk. So, and their son is, like, the worst human being in the world. He's disgusting. He's disgusting. Like, he's 16. He smokes. He's taking videos of his, his cousin's cousin. butt. Yeah. Right in front of the family. Nobody does anything. Literally. Like, that's just... That was gross. That's not sanitary. But, okay, so that that family's all bad. Like, they don't punish their kid, whatever. 
And then the grandparents are like normal grandparents, super sweet, like the grandpa hunts and stuff like that. And then somehow randomly they decide to go to the river to like sift for gold. Yeah, sift for gold. And they the boy who's like seven of the nice family finds the rock because nobody has found the rock this in a river time. that they sift at this entire time. So then they take the rock back. The stupid teenage boy that smokes accidentally lights the rock on fire with the cigarette and summons Krampus, who then kills these dudes who are out in the woods. <laughs> I'm so undone by this part. They kill these dudes out in the woods. These dudes are looking for Bigfoot. And they think they're going to find him in the Arizona desert. <laughs> That's totally the perfect place to look for an animal that they found in Appalachia. Right? Isn't the Appalachian Mountains? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, they're looking in Arizona for Bigfoot. 2,000 miles away. And I was so undone by this scene, you guys, because the dude, like, they hear the Krampus roaring. So, the, like, leader dude of the two of them opens up this chest and there's all these guns in there. And he, like, picks up the rifle and the other dude's like, that's a lot of firepower. What if he's the last of his kind? Do we really need to kill him? And then the dude was like, it's Darwin, survival of the fittest. Haven't you heard that? It's like, Darwin was like a thousand years ago. And I died laughing <laughs> because Darwin was like a hundred years ago, you guys. He would be a winner of the Darwin Awards. Yeah. So then they go looking for Krampus and he obviously kills them. And then this dude and this chick are in a hot tub. The chick gets out and goes to the kitchen. The dude hears Krampus, gets up to go investigate, and then dies. So then the chick comes outside, and Krampus is, like, eating the dude's intestines. And she's like, oh, my God, and, like, runs to the house with the families in it. So then she tells them what's going on. And then the three dudes of the family decide to go out and look for... To see what happened and looked for the creature. Isn't the chick, the chick that when they were panning for gold, the nephew was spying on? Yes, because okay. she helped them pan for yeah, gold. Yeah, because they're stupid and don't know how to pan for gold. Yeah, so then the three dudes go out. So then the nice, the husband and the nice family winds up getting his arm cut off and then gutted. And then the grandpa winds up getting gutted. And the mean brother makes it all the way back to the house and is then, like, trying to convince all of them to get in the car to go. Like, they need to go away. And so, eventually, he convinces them all to get in the car and go. And they go, and he's driving so fast that he doesn't see this, like, road stop thing. And so they hit it driving really fast. And everybody else is magically okay. Like, they're fine. Except for the boy's mom. Yep. The wife of the mean dude is dead because of him. So then they get out of the car and they're like, well, now what are we supposed to do? And he's all freaking out mentally because he doesn't know what's going on. So then he, like, 
goes to the back because they hear Krampus. And he's like, you guys run. I'm going to deal with Krampus. And he grabs, like, a tire iron and then gets gutted. <laughs> and so the other people run to the trailer. And it's the the seven-year-old, the two 16-year-olds, because the girl's a 16-year-old and the mm-hmm. boy's a 16-year-old. And then the chick, the hot tub chick is yeah. what I call her. And um, She's the ex-girlfriend of the cop. Yeah, she's the ex-girlfriend of the cop that they call. So they make it to this trailer of the of this dude who happened to be there in nineteen or in eighteen ninety eight or whatever. And he's ancient. Yeah, he's ancient. And so he's like researched all this stuff on Krampus. So then they're like, So how do we get rid of him? And he's like, We have to bury him in his rock or whatever. And so they run to these mines because he just has a pack of dynamite in his living room, just so you guys know. So he grabs the bag. They run to these mines with the rock, and they light the mines on fire, but then Krampus shows up, so then he, Kramp, the old dude gets gutted by Krampus right after he lit the mat, the match for the dynamite. So then they're all running out, and then it's magically daylight again mm-hmm. when they run out. Like, this, there was no sunrise or anything when they went in. Magically daylight. Yeah, that sounds like an Arizona morning. Yeah. One minute it's pitch black, the next minute it's bright as fuck. Yeah, but like the sun's like mid-sky at this point. (laughs) So then they like come out and like walk back and they're saved. But the 16-year-old boy is like trying to get service out in the woods. And like little tiny baby Krampus attacks him. Yes. And that's the end of the movie. It was terrible. It's a good movie. The ending is just like, the very end is just like him screaming a ton. And that's just how they end it. Yeah. I like endings like that. It like rolls up. And then there's no credits because they actually start the movie with the credits. Mm-hmm. So that's well, like. because the cast is like 10 people long. Yeah. That's like the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. It was so terrible. You guys have to watch it. It if is you, amazing. If you love terrible movies. You have to watch this one. Yes. I like Twilight, so clearly I like terrible movies. Yeah. You have bad days. I have horrible days. I actually read all the books and watched all the movies, but that's because my best I friend... I all the books and the movies. My best friend was obsessed with it, and so I did it for her, and I hated it. And Edward should be in jail. <laughs> Edward is the worst. Like, my favorite character is Bella's dad. What's the Emmett? Oh, he's hot. Emmett, he's okay. I like Emmett. I like Emmett. He's easy going. Yeah. Anyway, so if you want to celebrate Krampus, you can go to Germany, and there is a festival. And if you don't want to go all the way to Germany, there's actually a, a German Christmas festival in Colorado, and you can see Krampus there. And get high. Yes. That's actually more worth it. Go to Colorado. Go to Colorado, get high, then go to the German Christmas Festival, get drunk on beer, and go hang out with Krampus. Yep. Let's do that. I want to go. Okay, let's go. Right now. Bye, you guys. See you later. Have a good night. Hi, and thank you for listening to We Love Dead Things. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, we're everywhere, you guys.
Thanks for listening. Have a good evening.